Hey guys, Mubarak Shah, CPA here of Corp Dev World, and in this series, I'm going over how to buy your first business or how to acquire companies from the mindset of corporate development, why they would be interested in your company, and so really what I want to talk about in this episode is why or how companies even decide to sell, right? Like when you're a buyer, sometimes it might be difficult and you might think that, hey, like I'm going to be, there's no reason someone would sell unless there's like I'm being tricked or I'm being played. And I've heard, I've talked to other people about it and other founders and they either feel like, hey, they don't have the resources or the money. Um, and so what I'm going to talk about is how you can actually buy businesses with no money down. Um, and I know that's kind of like a cliche topic, but in general, it's something through creative financing and seller financing. There are methods where you can negotiate. Yes, you're not going to just get it for free, you know, unless, and, and, and actually, uh, a friend of mine actually uh, who was in the construction industry told me that there are a lot of unsophisticated company owners, especially in professional services, you know, like, for example, let's say construction or land, I mean, um, lawn mowing or snow shoveling, right? These are small, un, like fractured, non-real businesses, but people might, you know, they might start with their neighborhood and they might expand a little bit and over time over a couple of years over a decade they might have a few hundred houses and a few hundred recurring uh companies or people that they get business from right but then what happens is that these guys get old or they just decide to move on to something else they get busy with work they move a family health issue happens and they just drop it they just drop their client list and they just leave right um when they if they were educated if they listened to this podcast they would know that they would have been able to sell their business and so in this episode i want to talk about why sellers sell in the first place and then if you are a seller how to strategically set your business in a situation where you're going to be able to get the highest return or the highest cap right so let's first just keep our lens on this part one which is going to be why do sellers sell right and so I'm going to go into kind of my own story as to two of the companies that I sold. Um, one having been a side hobby that I've had for a long time, which was, you can actually go look it up. It's called inpennystock.com. And what happened there was that I started that in college. You know, I was um, working a minimum wage job back then. Like, uh, what was it? I think it was my first job was Armani Exchange. And I think I was making like seven twenty-five an hour. <laughs> um, crazy to think like probably make that in 20 seconds nowadays but in general like obviously everyone has that growth trajectory but making seven dollars an hour and obviously can't really do anything with that because i was in new york and the funny thing is between gas and actually like lunch I, it was working in a mall roosevelt field mall and like the food there is, is like 15 bucks so i have to literally and i only have like four hour shifts or something so between gas and eating something there if i got food there Obviously, I go to pack my own lunch or whatever. But in general, um, let me get back focused. So started in penny stock because I was making minimum wage, went home, tried to figure out a way where I needed to make more money, right? I, I figured out that, yes, I'm going to become an accounting intern and then get my master's and join public accounting, but that was still years away and I needed to you know, figure out a way to <clears throat> make some money. So I uh, went on to, for some reason, I used to browse the Yahoo Finance forums back then and went to uh, figure out kind of a strategy on penny stock trading. And so there's a lot of, you know, hype and schemes and manipulations in that industry. Actually, unfortunately, crypto nowadays is even worse. But um, generally speaking, kind of set up a whole business around penny stock trading. All right. Don't want to talk about that too much. But 
that company went on for as a side hobby in a business for about eight years until I just sold it earlier this year. And I was able to sell it for a pretty substantial amount. And the reason for that, though, was just because I stopped doing penny stock trading myself. You know, I was doing it in college when I first started the business in 2014, 2015, 2016. But then once I got my full time job, obviously, you know, I had to be at work and I couldn't be in class trading on my screens, you know, in the back of the classroom. So I didn't I still had the mastery. I still had the education. I still had some friends in it. And so I still continued to teach it. But then, you know, I got distracted with other things. Crypto came out. I was more talking about crypto. And in general, you know, eight years later, I still have this asset that's making me a few thousand a month, even with barely any attention. I mean, because the content that I made, it had to do with just the core trading philosophies. And that doesn't change. So, you know, in the marketing world, in the Internet marketing world, it's called evergreen content, meaning, you know, it's content that will be content and context that will be relevant, you know, anytime you're looking at it. So that's kind of what I built. But in general, I sold it because I was actually going to get a house this year, which I just closed on a week or two ago, and I needed some extra capital for the down payment. And so just because of that down payment desire and you know just having a kid and other small motivations, I wanted to now sell this asset. And I probably sold it at a discount, honestly. Like if I had more focus on it, if I had more energy with it, it can make a lot of money. It's in a great place with a great ranking. But I was just, I had other things that I wanted to focus my time on. So there's many different reasons why people actually end up selling their business, right? As I talked about in the last episode, there's retirement, right? The owner plans to retire. Um, sometimes, uh, for example, I know one of my friends right now, he might be wanting to sell his company because what's happening is they're going to be running into a cash crunch where it's an e-commerce product business. And so, yes, they're able to kind of make money selling the product, but then they need to do a new production run. And the new production run might be thirty dollars to $50,000. And so they'll need to kind of get a significant infusion of cash to take the business to the next level. Right? That happens a lot in physical product businesses. It's something to kind of keep an eye on. So you really never know when you know a sale can happen. Some companies become available for sale only after years of like real planning and preparation with the sellers laying the groundwork and they're maximizing value and they've taken the time to anticipate the needs and wants of buyers and you know they're kind of all you know think about it like a house sale some sometimes some people have talked maybe you've talked about it and you've sold a house and you talked about it for years in advance or months in advance and you get it painted and fixed up and cleaned up and did all this work to prepare it and that way you're trying to get the best value and you're not in a rush to sell it so that way you're one type of seller right but now there could be another seller that hey their family member just passed away unfortunately and they need to move and they need to now focus and move somewhere else and they'll be willing to just get rid of the house a lot faster and so in the same context i just brought that up because to kind of show you kind of the different rationales and motivations of sellers too um I've had clients that I'm a CPA, so I've kind of tagged clients, bookkeeping clients, um, work in public accounting. And uh, one time a, a guy had to literally sell his company and sell his shares because of a divorce. You know, the, his wife got half and there was a, a it was it was like basically a in order to cash out the equity and the valuation that they determined should go to the spouse. They literally had to sell his shares of the company. And so he had to sell the company for probably, you know, pennies on the dollar. Uh, sometimes there's like risk reduction 
a death or an illness, an owner or a partner has a serious health issue, family issues, right? You might be running the business. All of a sudden, your mom in California is sick. Now you got to move to California to watch her, um, you know, because some things are more important than just business. But you have a physical location in New York. And, you know, so there's a, just a, a whole variety of reasons as to why people's motivation changes in anything in life, right? And uh, same thing in business. There's no difference, right? Sometimes poor management, right? Sometimes a business owner goes in or acquired a business and they don't have the skills to manage the business or they don't have the interest. Um, another reason why businesses end up selling is because a lot of the times the owner is ready to move on. They come up with a new business idea um, or just burnout, right? It's full. It's very demanding for those who people who have done it before. Or, you know, just think about your CEO or think about your boss and think about like how much they work. Um, lucky enough to have some great bosses and really it's always a little bit intimidating of how much they work. Like I work a decent amount, but I mean, to be successful, you really have abnormal extreme hours to really, you know, go the next level. So, you know, there's so many reasons why a seller might be motivated to sell, right? So there's basically a decision path or like a process as that happens so for sellers though what you kind of want to figure out is the real key methodology on how to just like how you get a house cleaned up and in order to sell it for the maximum value in the next episode i'm going to talk about how a seller can really prepare to sell their business for the maximum value so keep an eye out subscribe so you get notified notified right when i come out with that um, and if you have any friends that are in the space or any, know any you know, CEOs or startup founders that would be interested in this content, please feel free to refer um, this over. And if I can make the content better in any way, right? I'm just starting off. I am been in M&A for a while now and learning on a daily basis, but I really want to kind of highlight the importance of the corp dev world. And I'm going to bring people on in the corp dev world onto the podcast as guests and we'll be able to really kind of understand their rationale and, and, and learn about them. But in the meantime, if there's any other content that you're interested in, feel free to reach out to me. You can email me at Mubarak, that's M-U-B-A-R-A-K, at shahbusinesscpa.com. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care.